age 39 and property management can seem daunting with so many things to think about and set up. And having been there and done it, I am going to share with you two very important areas that need to be done right from the start, and that's contracts and pricing your services. But before we get into that, if you look after multiple properties or you're planning to look after multiple properties, then managing and supporting your property owners is key to growing your business. As this is what I did in my last business with over 100 owners, I created a free guide on how to do this. So you can grab the link from it in the show notes. So let's dive into the important areas in your contracts and how to price your services. Hello and welcome to this episode of Grow Your Holiday Let Business with me, Jane Mack. And in this episode, I'm going to be talking about starting out in the world of property management. And in particular, I'm going to talk about two things that you need to do right from the start. These are more of a behind the scenes things you need to do. They can seem a bit boring, can seem a bit daunting. And I know that the really fun stuff is getting those properties on board and seeing them on the website and it's been part of the whole guest experience and that's all the good stuff. Um, and especially when you see those bookings come in, it's a fantastic feeling. But as a business, there are certain things we need to have in place. And there's also certain things you need to be really clear on, especially about what you're offering your property owners. So, you know, I'm also seeing a lot of questions being asked of people I speak to about these similar things. So this is why I want to talk to you today about contracts and pricing your services. So let's just start with contracts. Let's get this one out of the way because it's always the boring thing, isn't it? It's the contracts and it's like, well, what do you put in it? And, you know, it's the legal side. Nobody really wants to deal with it. But it's extremely important and it's something you absolutely need to have in place in your business. So the good thing is about it is you can decide what goes in that contract, you know, based on how you want your business to run and what's important to you in the business. But of course, there are areas that you do want to make sure that you have put in there and that they are in place in your contract. Because the thing is, the contract is there to protect you. And it's to protect your property owner as well. And when you have that there, a property owner, you know, will see it as a much more you know, you know, well-established business, they'll feel more comfortable because they know there's a contract in place and what, you know, they'll know their responsibilities and what you're to do for them. So all in all, it's like anything, taking on any service, you would expect the same if it was, if you sort of put the shoe on the other foot, um, then you would expect it to have the same thing in place if somebody is going to be looking after your property. So when you look at it, as I say, the contract is there to protect you and protect the property owner, but it's also there to kind of set the scene of where everybody stands in, in the whole service. So, you know, there needs to be a clause in there that states that the contract is between you and the property owner, and you don't have any obligation to any other third party. Um, and if you're only doing a bookings only service, then you want to make sure it's there. It states that you also have no obligation to a person who's letting your property. And that's really, really important because too often... If you're just doing a booking service and you don't manage the property, you don't look after the guests in any way, um, quite often if something happens, the owner will contact you as the letting agent. Well, they've booked through you. You need to sort it. Well, no, you don't because you're only the booking agent. You're the third party. So it's really important clause to have in there is letting them know that if you're only doing a booking service, then you don't have any obligation to those guests at all. Um, and this is sometimes where, you know, you feel obliged to help the guest and you might do something or get somebody to help or do something. But at the end of the day, you're basically working for free if you do that. So this is where just having these clauses in there makes it really clear to the owner what you do do and what you don't do. I Also, we want to make it, the contract's a really good place to put in there that when a booking is made, they go through your website or they phone you to book and they make a booking for the owner's property. That booking is between the owner and the guest. It's not between you and the guest. 
you know, you are the third party agent and having that in the contract makes it really clear that the contract is between the owner and the guest and not you. You're the third party, you're the booking agent, you're the one out there who's marketing the property, you're getting it um, online, you're attracting the guest in, you're getting them in, they're booking through you, but the contract is essentially between the guest and the owner of the property. You want to make sure you include the actual service and the costs involved. So important because that's, you know, every time if you ever have to come back to anything to remind the owner or somebody's just to prove that actually, no, you do need to pay me whatever it is at a certain time in a month or if it's a recurring payment they're doing, it needs to be there in the contract. Make sure it's there from the start. It's really clear then the owner knows exactly what's expected of them. You know exactly as well what amounts of money are coming in, what revenue you're getting. Um, I know when it should be happening. Get it all on the contract so everybody's clear on that. Also, you want to make a good list of what are your responsibilities and what's your owner's responsibilities. So once again, to both parties know what exactly you're going to be doing and what exactly they should have to do on their side. I mean, a really important bit for the owner's responsibility is to include about how they need to continue to upkeep the property. Quite often, you know, properties get tired over time. And that then reflects on you because you're the one who's advertising it. You're the one who's putting the bookings in for it. And you don't want that to reflect on you and your reputation. So it is an owner's responsibility to make sure that they are upkeeping their property. And it needs to be said there that you know, what's the outcome if they don't? You know, are you going to terminate a contract if they, you know, if, if they let things slip or, you know, are there going to be extra charges or, you know, what, what's going to happen? What's the outcomes on it? So do include things like that because it is really important because at the end of the day, you are the face of the business for that property and it's not the owners that they see. So if a guest comes and they're not happy with the house because it's getting quite tired looking, it's you that they're going to talk about. It's you that they're going to come to. It's your business because you're the one advertising it. So make sure that the owner is very aware that that is part of their responsibilities is to keep the upkeep of the property. And um, you want to have a clause in there as well that just states, you know, what happens if an owner decides to cancel a guest booking that's in, you know, you're going to have to be responsible for Letting that guest know you're going to have to either usually find a you know alternative accommodation for them. So what's the process there? You know, are you going to charge a fee for the owner because this is something over and above what you're there to do? You know, you're going to have to deal with a guest who might get pretty angry. That guest might be feeling very disappointed, and once again, that can reflect on your business. You know, you've cancelled the booking on them, and it doesn't matter if you no matter what you say in terms of oh you know the owner's had to cancel this booking. We're going to have to move you look you know move your accommodation they see it as you, you're the one you're dealing with. So that's where you want to make sure actually if they do cancel it, what's the repercussions because you need to be compensated for that as well. You want a uh, termination clause in there, really important, so that an owner just can't turn around and say, well, I'm not, you know, I'm not letting with you anymore. I'm not using your services. You want to have something in there that states how many, whether it's one month, two months, three months, notice in writing, whatever it is you choose that's suitable for your business, make sure there is a termination clause in there. But also for you as well, if you need to terminate their contract, they've maybe broken the terms, make sure it's there that they know um, that you know, you're protected from your side as well. Lots of other things you can include in there. You know, do you want to make sure that you have access to the property all the time? So I always had that in ours, which meant we go in at any time that we needed to check something for whatever reason and we were able to access the property. Um, and what about owner week? So for owner booking out the property themselves, what do you want to offer that in your business? So, you know, I know that some people will be like, as many owner weeks as you want. We're not bothered. It's not a problem. You know, you come and go as you please. Other people might say, well, do you know, maybe I want maybe a minimum of about 16 weeks between March and October. So in the main holiday season, you want to make sure you're getting maybe about 16 weeks in. And some people will say, you know, an owner can only have four weeks, six weeks or whatever it is, you know, across the, across the year. So it's just really important to decide 
as a business, what do you want to offer your owners? What do you want to be seen as? So, and it really comes down to personal choice here. But at the same time, you have to think about, you don't want to take on a property that you're only getting maybe, you know, two or three weeks of the yearbook because the owner just ends up blocking it out lots of times or, or they use it all summer and they want to let it only in the winter. Yet that's really harder for you to book, depending on your location and, you know, and the bookings. So that puts a lot more pressure on you to, to fill those empty weeks or fill those weeks out of season when actually you could have been getting the money in for them in the in summer months. So you've got to weigh it up um, and see what works best for you. But it's always worth having about owner weeks in there, whether or not you're any restrictions on that at all for them. And also think about if an owner decides to sell the property, then... You know, where do you stand with that? So we all know that selling the property could it could happen within a couple of months and it could happen within a couple of years or longer. You know, it's it's anything in between. So is it going to bother you if you, there is a for sale sign up at that property and there's guests coming and going who see the house for sale? Does that bother you? Do you, you know, for I know for some people it's not a bother because at the end of the day, if an owner needs to sell a property, maybe if for financial reasons, then you don't want to be able to stand in the way of that and not let them have a for sale sign up. For other companies might decide, no, we don't want for sale signs up. You can't put one up because it's a deterrent for guests. Um, it does have that little reflection of if a house is up for sale, then if a guest finds something that maybe a bit tired in the property or something that's wrong their automatic reaction could be oh well they're selling it so they're not really bothered anymore so it doesn't always look good so once again there's no right or wrong but it's how you feel about it and it's how you want your business to be about it so it's just some different things to think about but what I would say is no matter what you put in the contract always always get a solicitor to check it first just to make sure that everything is totally legally binding there might be things that your solicitors has said actually we'd recommend putting this in now or maybe I wouldn't include that clause whatever it is um and I tell my clients this because even you know I'll help my clients pull their contracts together and put it all together how they want it but I'll always say before you do anything get it across the solicitor get it checked and make sure that everything is absolutely how it is once again that's you you're covered in it so if anyone's to come back to anything you say well actually I've had this this checked and it is actually legally binding with my solicitor so you're completely covered um so right so that's contracts and some of the things you should be including in it looking at pricing your services now this can be quite a daunting one because sometimes there's that feeling of oh my god where do I start with this you know where where do I go with it where do I start with it you know you look around and you'll see what other people are charging and it's not always 100% clear you know what exactly is involved in that charge so you might see somebody charging 25 pounds a month and somebody's paying charging 25 pounds a week and you think well they're really expensive well actually expensive in comparison to what do you actually know what everybody is actually including in that service for that amount of money. So whilst it's good to get a bit of an idea, you see what people are doing, actually what you need to do yourself is make a list of all the types of services that you can provide and what's included in those services. And the reason you need to make a list of this and be really clear is because where you are in your location, you're going to have different resources around about you. You might have different council restrictions in terms of, you know, bin collection. That was a big one for us, was always a big issue. So there might be different restrictions and different things in your area that will affect the services you can or cannot provide to your owner. So this is what I mean by when you sit down and go through, well, I'm going to offer a property management service. What am I going to do in that service for my owners? What can I do? Because it's not only just the resource. You have to also look at there's the resource around about you in terms of can I offer this maintenance service? Do I have plumbers and electricians and joiners and, and all these people? Do I have this around about me? I am looking at 
the, your time you have do you have the time at the moment to arrange maintenance or can you are you going to try and offer a project management for you know uh, maybe helping owners get get their furniture arrived and delivered and put away and set up and all those things have you got the time for that and the resource for it so have a look at that make a really good list of what you can actually provide at this time and it can change as the business grows it can totally change you might bring in more resources more help than you're in your team but as you start out, what can you actually provide right now? And, you know, don't feel you have to offer a 24-hour call-out service if you don't have the resource to back it up. Yes, it's a fantastic service and it's great because it gives, you know, owners a big peace of mind, but it also gives guests a peace of mind. But it's not the be-all and end-all because in my 10 years in my business, I could count on one hand the number of times actually we may have needed an out-of-hours service like a 24-hour Um we never had it. We never offered it because we didn't have the resource to back it up. So we didn't have 24-hour plumbers and electricians on around us here on where I am. So I'm on an island. So I was very restricted in resources. So if you're in a really rural area, they'll be exactly the same. You're not going to have the level of resources you're going to get like in some other much more populated areas. So don't feel you have to offer this 24-hour call-out service. Um, and also you might think, well, well, I'll just, as the business owner, you know what? I'll be I'll be on call. I'll you know I'll be the one who can take a call for my guests. Do you really want to be on call twenty four seven? I didn't. There was absolutely no way I was doing it. But my owners knew that right from the beginning as well. So when an owner asked about our services and they asked about out of hours and on call, we didn't have it, and they didn't have it for those reasons. We did not have the resource to back it up. So don't feel bad about not providing this. Maybe somebody else does that you know, um, you know, another another agency, another management company offers it, and that's okay, but maybe they've got the resource there. It doesn't mean to say that you have to do that. And also looking at are you going to offer, you know, just one service? Is it just a fully managed service of managing the property and doing all the bookings for them? You know, are you going to break it up? Are you going to offer smaller, little smaller ones, such as a changeover service? Maybe you're going to offer just some management and property checks, you know, maybe just doing the bookings. You know, how are you going to actually, how do you want to set it up? Because you can tell you really know how you want to set everything up. You can't start pricing it all. So this is where you need to have a good think about, um, you know, what's the service? What's included in it? Looking at your costs, your resources, um, your location, everything that's going to go into it before you really can get a, a good proper price on it. You know, and when you're looking at your costs involved, um, you know, things like as well, you look at your housekeeping resources that's a really important resource to look at it's the most important one in fact really because without the housekeepers we'd have nobody to clean the houses so you know do you have a linen provider locally do you have laundrettes available um which can help you make that service easier or maybe you don't have any of those things so actually makes maybe a changeover service is, is quite a hard thing to offer because you don't have it so do you have a good think about what's around about you and what it would cost you and it's not only just the cost in terms of you know, the physical turnaround cost of it. Think about the time. So if you're doing offering property checks or your as property checks as part of your service, you know, how far is it to the properties? You know, what's your area that you're you're providing this in? So what you know, look at the mileage and the time traveling to get there back, plus the time at the property. You know, you've got all that to take into consideration. And even then you need to then put a you know, you need to look at your margins. Say, well, actually, I also need to make a profit out of this. So what can I charge on top? So make it this is where you need to spend some time just making a good list of everything and the cost involved in it. I mean, years ago, I, well, when we actually started out, I used to offer, we had like property management and we then offered advertising and bookings. We did advertising only. We did property checks only. We did a keys only service. 
We did a towel hire service. We did um, like travel cot and high chair hire. I, oh my God, we had like seven things that we were offering. And it was a juggling nightmare. Um, and when I really sat down and looked at all the costs involved in it, um, a, mo- a lot of it as well was the cost of my time and my team's time. And some of it actually wasn't, it was actually more hassle than it was worth doing. So when we streamlined everything and looked at it all and started offering out one fully managed service only, um, was all down because of the costs involved and the time taken for it. And let's face it, at the end of the day, the money and the money that you will make is going to come from the commissions from the bookings. And, you know, property management itself is a really, really hard job, very time consuming job with a lot of resources needed, and a lot of juggling and a lot of coordination involved in it. So really, you want to have the commissions coming in to back up that as well. So, you know, just because I did that, I did that, as I say, my main reason for doing that was I worked out the costs and based on my location and what was around about me and the resources, I realised that all those other services weren't really viable and I stuck to one service. That's not to say that's what you need to do. What I'm trying to say is just work out, you know, make that list of what you will provide, you know, what's your resources, what are your costs and your times involved based on where you are. And this is why it's such an important task to do um, at the beginning. And then as you go on and as your team grows, as your business grows, you can start offering out different services um, based on maybe what people are asking for, what, you know, things change. But what I'm saying is just get it really clear cut and simply, simple as well as you know exactly what you're offering and that you're, and you're actually making money from it. It's one thing just to cover your costs in it, but you actually need to make money from it. And that's the, you know, and we're lying to anybody, aren't we? If we say we're only, we, we want to help people and we want to provide a great service and all that. Yes, of course you do, but you also want to make money. So it's about making sure you're not working for free. And, you know, when it comes to pricing, when I look back, you know, the property management fee for looking after our properties and managing the housekeeping and the maintenance and everything that went with it, our fee was one of the largest across the UK at the time but again this was mainly because the location that we were in so we actually differed a lot in our service to what a lot of other management companies did but that was I say because of our location um, and that's what we had to take that into account and that was a certainly when owners would do their own research and they would come to us and ask about our services and they always quite often queried you know the cost of our management fee and my backup was actually here's a list of everything that I will do for you in that management fee um I will also when I talk talk to them about it you know we'll talk about the location that they're in and the differences and this is why we need to charge this and when you spoke to them about it they totally understood because they're like yeah I understand why this isn't just a figure I plucked out of thin air and thought I'm going to charge this I've actually got reason for it and when we break it down by that and you know we even broke our our um, services were broken down by winter and summer seasons because the job changed across the seasons so when you break it down and actually look at it you can really justify what you charge and and the other thing is you know you can decide whether you want to charge a commission on your bookings plus a management fee for looking after the property or maybe the management fee is included in your commission or maybe so it's a higher commission you charge but this is the really important bit that you really need to make sure you are covering your costs um and i know it's a really it's very tempting to kind of lower your costs or you know offer lower commissions and you can see other people locally doing because you think well i'm starting out i want to get people in but then look at the longer game and the bigger picture when all of a sudden you know these people are paying these lower rates 
and you're doing all the same jobs for them as you're doing for everybody else who's maybe at a higher rate. And sometimes it can be a wee bit resentful and a wee bit annoying when you realise, oh, I'm actually I'm doing all this, but actually, you know, they're paying much, much smaller rate for that. And then it's much harder then to start putting the prices up than it is to get them in at the right price at the beginning. So just do tell we look at the bigger picture. Um, but as I say, if you've worked it out and if you have gone through the list of what you'll do and you can be able to justify that and explain that to owners, then you've no reason why you can't start, you can't charge the right rate for what you're offering. Um, and the other thing to always, always remember, and this is actually really, really important, is that owners are also going to pay for peace of mind. So if you think about it, you are the one who's taking on the responsibility in the property. You have the responsibility for looking after their guests during their stay. That's what they're paying for. If they're paying you for a fee to look after the guests and you have that responsibility there too. Um, and you're also the local contact for their property because they can't be there. So that, again, was always a big selling point for me to our owners, because, you know, when we they talk about the fee and, you know, they I think in their heads, they used to try and work it out. Well, if you do a property check, that's how far my house is from your office and that's how far it would be. And I believe that but that's not all that comes into it. I says you're paying for a peace of mind. I says we are your local contact. So, for example, for our owners, because we, I lived our the business was on an island. So that meant there was a ferry journey. Our owners couldn't just, you know, nip down one evening to have a quick check of the property or, you know, on the weekend, just drive, you know, drive a few hours, go see the property. And come back. That wasn't a viable option for them. So their peace of mind was that somebody was there on the island, checking their house, looking after their property because they and they knew they didn't have to worry about it. So that as well is what they were paying for. I mean, one thing we used to do was we would do post storm checks. So when we'd have a major storm come in, you know, hurricane, whatever would come through. And where we are, we are obviously we're, we're very just right because we are obviously by the sea. There's some areas and locations would be quite um, vulnerable to high winds. So it was a really big peace of mind for owners to know that if a storm would come, we would go out and check those properties and make sure that, that you know, because quite often there was branches and trees down, there'd be slates off roofs and things like that. But we would go there and check it out so we could attend to it and get it sorted. That was a huge peace of mind thing for our owners. So just do keep those things in mind that it's not always just about the physical. I'm going to a house, so it's this mileage and it's cost this much and I'm organising a housekeeper and I'm doing these things. Think of the peace of mind piece as well. Really important. So these are two really good things to think about when you're setting up your business. And if you ever need any support on them, grab one of my 90 minute consultations on mastering property management. We can walk you through this and get you started off on the right foot. So I'll put the link in the show notes if you want to have a look at that. So thank you so much for listening. And if you like what you've heard, then do leave a review. Let other people know about it. And yeah, it'd be really good to connect with you. So feel free to connect. I am over on Instagram. I'm at Jane Mac Consulting. So thank you again and now's the time to go and grow your holiday business.